Hey. Take good work. <laughs> cool. All right. So we're here. Welcome to Satanist on Cinema. We're your hosts, Satanist Cameron John and Reverend Campbell. Satanist on Cinema is a film review and commentary series that wears their balls for earrings and stocks campgrounds for teenagers to introduce only the finest uncut horror films that will terrify them and possibly even turn them on. To share frightful experiences with us in the dark, in the night, this is our review of Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives. Can can I stop just really quick before we continue? Because I was not around uh, when you actually had your proper birthday. So Aww. I was wondering if I could sing happy birthday to you <laughs> with my birthday cookie. You're so sweet, Adam. All right, here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Cameron. Happy birthday to you. You can blow it out. Oh, it worked! Everybody's ears out. <laughs> well, thank you, Adam. And a great tie-in as to why I picked this movie. So, my birthday was last week. And I decided to pick something that I share a birthday with. And it just so happened to be Jason Six. I mean, there were a couple other ones that were released on August 1st of 1986. Yeah. But this one's near and dear to my heart because it's fucking Jason. Hell yeah. And he's back. Hell yeah. He lives. He, he does lives. Live. All right, so Vasuri, thank you for joining us, man. Uh, they're saying happy birthday to you in the chat. Uh, Trees Official says happy belated birthday. Trees Official? Or is it Tree S Official? This is why I wish I could keep you two open while I'm doing this. <laughs> Able to help. Uh, all right. Either way, Sean says happy birthday too. Um, okay. The log line is Tommy Jarvis goes to the graveyard to get rid of Jason Voorhees' body once and for all, but inadvertently brings him back to life instead. The newly revived killer once again seeks revenge, and Tommy may be the only one who can defeat him. Fucking Jarvis. Dun, dun, dun. It's such a ass all the time. It's trees my fish ah. says. Um, okay, so this was a three million dollar budgeted film. Box office uh, raking from US specifically was nineteen point four. So by all means, it should have been a, a wild success. The reviews out of IMDb is six out of ten, which ain't too shabby. Rotten Tomatoes gives it fifty percent rotten with a fifty-two percent audience score. So eh, it's not okay. good, but it's a horror film in the eighties. What do you want? Uh, this is released August 1st, 1986. It was written and directed by Tom McLaughlin. Cinematography was done by John Cranhouse. And the music by Harry Manfredini. Oh, yeah. Now, I have to say something that I noticed while I was watching this film again, because I've seen it before, was that The Shining was coming through in the score. <laughs> there yeah. was... Dun 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 dun, and then instead of finishing it the shining way, it was dun dun dun. It was like a different, but like the first three quarters of the tone was the shining. Hey, the I mean, it's a killer fucking score. <laughs> it is, but why not rip it come off? Come on, people, what are you doing? Um, so if, for those of you who are not tied into the uh, Friday the Thirteenth, I don't know. The, the the lore i don't want to go too far into it because it's a bit of a a madhouse but um 
uh, Friday the 13th 4 introduced a character named Tommy Jarvis, who was a little kid um, who, and again, is probably my favorite of the Friday the 13th films. Little kid, loved monster movies, and he was a bit of a weirdo and played video games and stuff. Really, I mean, just like every kid in the 80s. It was just, you know, how you were. Um, anyway, he ended up having to sort of shave his head like uh, Jason as a kid and sort of play Jason's childhood uh, aesthetic self in order to stop Jason from murdering his older sister, Tommy's older sister. And then Tommy ended up murdering Jason. And so you had in the middle of this franchise, this three film story arc of Tommy Jarvis, which is really strange, which culminates in this film. So five was Tommy kind of getting out of rehab and sort of regressing into this weird place. But six was him trying to finally get over his past, finally move on and doing this final desperate act of murdering the corpse because because clearly he's moved on so now he's gonna dig up jason's corpse which is just something you do like who fucking (laughs) yeah it's like uh i need to get over this so i'm gonna i'm gonna dig him up and then i'm gonna fucking burn his corpse yeah uh be sure everybody knows that's horror 101 don't disturb the fucking grave uh be sure reminds us it was Corey feldman beautifully portrayed Beautiful portrait. I fucking great. love that. Movie. That was his era. That was just oh, everything yeah. he did Absolutely. was gold. And then he got really weird when he got older. Um, yeah. You yeah, don't think good. he's weird now? No, I'm saying okay. he had pretty good goddamn reasons. I'm surprised he didn't kill himself. That's true. That's true. Let's not get into all that. No, no, that's some shit we don't need to go <laughs> Um, Dog, thank you so much for joining us. How are you, my dear? Um, and uh, let's see. Here we go. So. I want you to kind of go through the, the step by step, but there's a couple beats that I want to kind of inter, uh, you know, jump in on and, and, and touch some notes here that I discovered on my uh, research because I was not aware of. But let's just say that Jason in this film started out being played by um, oh, where's my doggone notes? So Dan it was, Bradley. It was Dan Bradley. Uh, it was during was the paint uh, little baby team. Jason. Yeah, he was much smaller, uh, but. They kept in the paintball scene, and then he was taken over by C.J. Graham. Yeah, and it's like they've got completely different fucking builds. You can tell yeah. Yeah. in the movie. Yeah, uh, Tom Matthews yeah. plays Tommy in this film of the three-story arc. Uh, Jennifer Cook plays Megan, wonderfully, I think. David Kagan plays Sheriff Garris, which is just weird. <laughs> like, the, the acting is fine. It's just the character's decisions are very strange. But it's the 80s again. You have to forgive some craziness. So there's a lot of firsts in this film for the Friday the 13th franchise. And we'll get into some of those. But do you want to hit some of the story beats? Yeah, so I mean, as, as we've said, it's, you know, it starts off with Jarvis going back to the town to destroy the corpse. Because, you know, that's how you move on after a traumatic event. Because, um, you know, apparently all of part five was a fucking dream. Mm. Which... I just barely found out, you know, spoiler. Um, and then he inadvertently resurrects Jason because why the fuck wouldn't lightning strike down on a corpse that's six feet under? I mean, it just makes sense. It happens all the time. Yeah. Well, and where then, did he find that big old iron rod? Like that was bigger than any of the fences around them. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, and, and when you think of it, it's six feet down into the ground to go through the corpse but then sticks out like six feet from the grave itself 
that was a massive iron rod that he was just fucking up a corpse with. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess he took the vampire adage a little far. <laughs> yeah. And he should have done wood instead of iron. Less conductive. Yeah. But then he fucking would have burst into flames. Mm -hmm. Whatever, he fucked up. <laughs> and then just wacky antics ensue. I mean, it's, it's a Friday. <laughs> wacky antics. I mean, that's really all it is. It's a Friday the 13th movie at this yeah. point. We know what we're going to get. We're going to get somebody that knows Jason is there and running around. And then you get the authorities that can do something about it. They're like, oh, you're all fucking bizarre and crazy. Hmm. And especially with this, you know, the, the whole police department understands who Tommy Jarvis is in his past uh, because he had just barely got out of rehab for being batshit crazy. Mm -hmm. And they don't go about trying to stop him while Jason's beautifully destroying people, dismembering them and all that fun shit. Love the paintball scene for that. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's so it's so funny and ridiculous. There's there's some like sort of weight that I want to throw onto this film because for those not familiar with the franchise or maybe don't really pay attention to the the story beats, it wasn't until the beginning of the um, Tommy three story arc that Jason actually became Jason. Right, that was the fourth no. film. So the first oh. film. Jason was his mom. The second film, Jason had a bag over his fucking head. The third film, he actually put on the mask for the very first yeah, time exactly. ever. That's where Jason becomes Jason. And that's where it shows that nobody's fucking safe because the traditional, you know, the, the traditional tropes would be, you know, you do drugs, you die. Mm -hmm. You drink, you die. You fuck, you die. And Shelly was the perfect character and nobody wanted to see him die because he was... All us fat nerds. <laughs> and then... <laughs> I fucking love that character. Yeah. Well, what's so interesting is it wasn't until like halfway through at the very end that Jason becomes Jason, the, the visual image of what we know as Jason. Um, and then in the next movie, he's fucking killed. And so that's literally the end of Jason. Five comes out, and it's not Jason. It's fucking Tommy that's the, the serial killer murderer in it, which sort of bombed. And so the producers and the, the, um, um, the, uh, the film studio was just like, no, we got to go back. People want Jason. We got to go mm -hmm. back to Jason. Well, the end of the last film was that they cremated fucking Jason. How can you bring back Jason if he's ashes? And so they have to renege on the ashes. And there was a whole subplot uh, in this film where the um, Jason's father pays off the grave. Uh, the the um, what is that called? The grave digger. The the caretaker. The caretaker thing. I have it written down, but I'm not going to look at my fucking notes. Um, the caretaker, in order not to cremate him, but instead to bury him, which then sets up the option of Tommy coming back, making perfect sense of that logic that they only filled in on a video game if you collected the tapes right. Otherwise, no one fucking knows. And so it's just this weird story plot that is just lost because they never end, they ended up cutting out that footage from the film. So unless you played the game and collected the tapes, you didn't know why Jason yeah. was buried and not cremated this and why Tommy wasn't the serial killer. Yeah, I haven't collected all the damn tapes yet. <laughs> so weird. This is this fucking crazy knot of madness. Anyway, oh, cool. this is Look also the... Side. What's that? Like the dude that did Hatchet is mm -hmm. now a part of the fucking Friday the 13th series. <laughs> like, that's fucking awesome. Was that Perfect. CJ? What's that? Was no, that CJ? Adam Green. Adam. So Adam oh, okay. Green's the one that wrote the Jarvis tapes. Right. He's also the guy that wrote, created, shot all of the Hatchet films. Okay, I've never so, seen a Hatchet film. 
like ever. We're gonna change that. <laughs> Until you texted me, I didn't even know it was a thing. I oh my god, it's it's Victor Crowley's my favorite slasher. Oh wow. Okay. Other than yeah. All right. Um, another thing that's very interesting is that. Even though we had four films of, well, we had three films of actual Jason up to now, he was never considered supernatural until this film. The resurrection of Jason was what made him supernatural, See, uh, which is I, strange because it always allured, like it alluded to him being like never being able to be killed and stuff, but it was never purely stated until now. Well, I mean, I think it's just like uh, Jan and I were discussing that last night. It just seems like it's sort of an obvious type of thing because he died as a child. Right. But he comes back as a full-grown man. Like, obviously, that's fucking supernatural. Yeah. Or he didn't die. His or he didn't die, which is, of course, the other thing. His mom touched him in a funny way, and so he stayed away. That's fair. It's possible. It's possible. I'd probably kill people, too. <laughs> But then why go after the camp counselors and not your mom? None of it makes sense. Okay. So um, he's supernatural, but now he's extra supernatural, yes. I guess. He's super duper natural. Super duper. Um, yeah. Uh, they, so the town renamed Camp Crystal Lake to Lake Forest Green to try to whitewash the history so that people don't get freaked out by going to the camp anymore, which is strange in just you know sing like it had to be single or double digit years mm -hmm. that that happened so why would that just be wiped out of everyone's memory um in order to require that and so uh, tommy returns brings back jason realizes he fucked up goes to the police officer police station he's like look jason's alive and like we know you you're that crazy kid get in the jail and then the cop's daughter comes over and she just like soaks her panties through. She's just like, oh, I want me some of that weirdness. Yeah. <laughs> she goes immediately crazy for this guy. I just, mean, can you blame her? Just to say, like, <laughs> women, you don't always have the best uh, choices in men. Shona. I mean, Jana, she... me. <laughs> <laughs> Our ladies made yeah. poor choices. They, um, they really did. They really did. <laughs> Which is really strange. There's a lot of really great one-liners. Not only like it was, it didn't originate in this film. That's what this fucking movie yeah. is. It's well, just one-liners. That's the other thing that I didn't realize about this film is that it's the first time in this franchise that it became self-aware. So when there's this early kill scene after uh, he resurrects Jason and then flees to the police station, this couple it just happens to be driving through the woods because that's where you go to be romantical apparently, and romantical is a word fuckers, and uh, they're, they're like driving through this VW bug, and she sees Jason just standing there with that big old metal spike, and she's like, uh, huh, there's a crazy man in the wood wearing a mask, we need to leave. And <laughs> yeah. what you have to understand is that this series never took that step before, and it wasn't really until Scream that that became a thing, even though other horror films in the 80s made slight reference to, like, this breaking the fourth wall of the horror tropes. For this series to do it, this late in the series was kind of a big deal. Especially mm -hmm. this on in, in sort of the 80s flicks uh, lifespan, which I always thought was interesting, because I didn't know that until I started looking into this. Um, but, uh, yeah, I he just, like you said, n sort of silliness ensues. Like, he just goes through and starts killing everyone. A new group of camp counselors goes to the the camp 
forest green, uh, lake forest green uh, camp. And it's like the most 80s of 80s types of people. You've got the sympathetic black teen. You've got the uh, intellectual white teen. You've got the femme fatale white teen. And you've got the 80s dude bro with the torn jeans. <laughs> Which, <laughs> yeah. This guy. So bad. The only so bad. nipples in the film was this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And this uh, is the only nightmare. Num- or I'm, I'm sorry. Fuck. Uh, Friday the 13th <laughs> film that didn't have any female nudity at all, which was like, why even go see a Friday the 13th film if you're not going to see titties? Like, that's the whole point. Duh, because the people die. I guess. I mean, at least we got some really good camel toe in this. Like, <laughs> really good. Like, everybody should start wearing their sweatpants with suspenders. With suspenders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah my wife and i had a whole conversation about that <laughs> like what the fuck is going on i remember the, the girls like rolling down the the this the sweatpants so they could sew their belly or whatever but suspenders she wasn't oh, no. fucking around man no she had to keep those motherfuckers up yeah, she was not gonna lose them it's weird um yeah, so the whole time he's trying to convince the cops, they disbelieve. They try to throw his ass out of town. He, he then veers off to the cemetery to try to show them. But the caretaker ended up covering up the hole because he wanted to keep his job. He was afraid that if they saw that, you know, teenagers came in and uncovered graves, that he would get fired or something. What does he know? He's a fucking drunk. And then, uh, of course, every caretaker's got to be drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, every blue-collar worker in all of these types of films is just a sloppy, stupid drunk. Were there no sober regular people alive in the 80s? Apparently not. Probably not. Between the cocaine and the fucking monkey AIDS, everyone was fucked up somehow. Monkey AIDS. That that was the 80s. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone fucked monkeys, apparently, and got AIDS. That's how it happened. Um, All right, so part six is also the only part to feature children attending the camp. So that might explain the lack of titties, Vasuri says. That's actually a really good point, and I never even considered that. I always assumed that makes sense. horror film titties. I never thought horror films plus children equals no titties. So I just I didn't carry the variable of children yeah, in my about, equation of titties. There's got to be some movies with titties and children. Not not. I don't want to. Let's let's move on. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> that, free, man. that is really fucking weird, and I never considered that. What the shit? It's really weird. And why would you have that dude's titties? Like he. I've okay, so I've had a lot of embarrassing sexual encounters. Usually, just every time I have sex with my wife is the embarrassing <laughs> sexual encounter on my part. But like, I've never had like my shirt up to here and just been like this and like that. Yeah, that watch. was like the most awkward fucking sex <laughs> of all cinematic history. So weird. So like, weird. Oh no, you gotta wait till the end of the song. <laughs> wait a second. Hold fuck? on, hold on, hold on. Have you ever had sex to a song and tried to last until the end of the song? Yeah. I do it all the time. Do you know what song it is? <laughs> you Suffer by Napalm Death. Oh, shit. Okay. See, mine was The End it, by The Doors. See, that's a joke because oh. You Suffer is like a second and a half. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Grindcore. Gotta to love listen it. listen to that as well as watch The Hatchet so I can get the fucking references. Um, yeah, but you, like no actual like longer songs. In a oh no, I'm sure I do, dude. I'm not thinking about that shit when I'm having sex. I'm just yeah. like, 
I'm doing it. You're like, it's happening. It's really happening. It's already over. Damn it. I wasn't even in yet. <laughs> that was good though, right? That was good. You like them good? Okay. Wait till till later to cry, right? You're not gonna <laughs> cry around me? Okay, thank you. Uh, yeah. Um Okay, so what's next? Like, there's this really great car sequence, this car chase that was never in any of the, the earlier films that they brought in these sort of action set piece experiences. There were a couple, you get the one with the the camper where Jason kills them. Yeah, all the dudes like falling ass and listening to some metal. Like that was fucking cool. Yeah, Alice Cooper, mm-hmm. big part of this film. Alice Cooper, big big part. Gotta love Alice Cooper, man, and like always. But he's like turning it up. He's like, yeah, this is really great. I'm having a really good time. This is really great. Says it like five fucking times. Meanwhile, his girl's getting murdered and back by Jason in the fucking toilet. Like yeah, he thinks she's <laughs> finger banging herself or something, apparently. What is happening? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense at all. And then Jason comes over, kills him, and there's a great camper turnover scene, which is just, Fuck. you gotta love it. Awesome. You gotta love these oh, yeah. things. 80s car flips are probably the best. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, but then you also get that wonderful car scene where she has his face in her crotch. She's like, no, I need you there. Just stay down there. And she's like, it's going to be a hairy turn and turns. And the whole time it's like literal cam- camera camel, camera, shots of her crotch, like single shots. It's not like from behind his head. It's like yeah, as if first person view of her crotch, which is weird. It's enough to show his head down there, and he's, like, looking up, like, okay. <laughs> like, okay, we get it. But to show her fucking, like, literal crotch, that's weird. Eh, I mean, I dug it. <laughs> I mean, I would get it, like, if there's, like, panties and, and not, like, pants, but it's jeans. She's wearing jeans. You don't see anything. There's no hint of a massive 80s bush. It's just... She must keep it well, well groomed. <laughs> I get, yeah. There's no hair coming up over the Levi's, <laughs> which would be a... Odd director choice. No, give me more 70s. Come on. See see some poking through the zipper. (laughs) She was so into him, like, right off the bat. It was great. Oh, absolutely. She was like, I'm going to fuck this guy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There was no crush or anything. She's just like, I'm going to destroy him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dog says, uh, cocaine's a hell of a drug. (laughs) Cocaine's a hell of a drug. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And it was just flowing in the 80s. Um, okay, so it really comes down to um, the femme fatale moment and, and uh, you know, surviving him. But then the boyfriend actually, you know, Tommy actually like going onto a boat where and here's the other part that I actually really appreciated. Um, and it's sort of a trope where innocence is never murdered. Right. True innocence. So children, when when when. Uh, uh, Jason comes in and the little girl's praying in her bed because she's just terrified because it's fucking Jason. Um, and he's like lowering his head toward her. That would have been an easy moment to pull out like a Freddy Krueger, I'm going to kill the kids. But they chose not to. Yeah, well, it wouldn't make sense with his character. Yeah. Like, he's he was a, 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 a repertory spirit bent on revenge. Like, he fucks up adults and teenagers mm-hmm. because those are the people that wronged him in life. Yeah. Not little kids. I wonder if playing doctor counts because I was a little kid and I played doctor. Do you think that counts? I don't know if that counts. Like you saw your own age naked parts on a girl. Does that mean you're you've ruined? 
I don't know. If, I, don't I don't know. Either. I don't think so. Especially after some of those boys from the boys camp. They're so douchey. Like those, they gave those kids the worst lines. What? But I felt like are they... you kidding? Those are some of my favorite lines. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like okay. So for instance, got some pulled up. Do you have a notepad. Like old... <laughs> right. Right. Well, right. actually, in scene seventy-two, and right here, we're real dead meat. <laughs> so what were you gonna be when you grew up? Fucking awesome! Like they're sitting there waiting to die. They yeah. know they're gonna die, but yeah. oh, fuck it. What were you gonna be? When they you have this weird existential knowledge of of being existing past this moment in some alternate universe or something. They're like, oh, I liked astronauts, but I was hoping to be Luke Skywalker. <laughs> like, what do kids know? They don't know shit. That's for the kids. There's no weird like Dawson's Creek self evaluation in fucking children. That's what makes it weird. I guess that's what makes it cool too, but it's still weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, uh, you know, she calls him out after, you know, seeing all the corpses of all her dead camp friends. And uh, she's about to be murdered by Jason when Tommy is in the boat with a rock and a chain around the rock and a noose on the other end of the chain because that's how chains work. And he's mm -hmm. like, no, Jason, I'm the one you want. Remember me? And I just wish it could have been Corey Feldman because mm -hmm. that just would have been gold. So much. If better. he would have just like, sh like raked his head with a fucking dry ass razor in order to get as close to it when he was a kid and murdered him yeah. as possible. Like, Jason, I'm gonna play some rock music. You tell me if it's good, okay? And then when you, you come over here. Because that's the thing Feldman I don't get about this part is I and I've seen this a bunch, so it's probably embarrassing. Because I'm sure it's blatantly obvious in the film. But where does it go from him wanting to destroy the corpse to having to kill Jason where Jason originally died? Like, I don't think I've ever figured out where the fuck in that movie that dawns on him. Well, where did he get the knowledge of Jason coming from the lake, like drowning? I don't remember that ever being told, not in four, not in five, and not in this one. Like, so where the fuck does well, the he... The thing is, well, with, with Jason, like, if you know the mythology of Jason, like, uh, assuming that he would have knowledge the way we understand Jason, because he was, he's like us, like, he was a child that was obsessed with this shit. So you would imagine he would understand what made Jason Jason, where, you know, he drowned in I'm have to watch four again to see, because he was into horror stuff. Mm-hmm. And maybe he did make some sort of rep. Because if anyone would know that sort of like local lore, it would be a horror nerd. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And they did go to this. So maybe maybe it's explained there. Which, by the way, if you haven't seen 4, we got to do 4. Because 4 is I, so goddamn gold. Every single one. Ugh. And if All we right. do 7, it's just going to be me fucking jerking off. The <laughs> That's my favorite. I'll just put up a black bar <laughs> right over your bits. Just, just TV little... <laughs> Just about like that. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a big bar. Just a bar. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, like he just like lures him over like, okay, I can't kill this dude. So I'm just going to send him right back to the bottom of the lake because at least then he can't kill people. It it was it's a weird choice. Like his original idea was just to like like just like I don't know destroy the corpse essentially like tear it to pieces, and then he ends with just holding it under the water with a rock like mob style. 
I mean, it worked. It's how the movie ends. Yeah, it worked for a while until we got to the psychic version. Oh, I fucking <laughs> love it. It's so stupid and awesome. It's the worst. Fucking, no, I blame not. Firestarter because and Carrie. I blame Stephen King. Because before Stephen King, we yeah, did not have those guy, weird right? psychic fucking power girls. And then after Stephen King, that's all we've got for a good five years. Ugh. <laughs> I am 100% on board with that shit. <laughs> okay. Are you kidding? I love Seven. I mean, that's that's where we get the actual Jason. That's the start of Kane Hodder's career as Jason, who I will fist fight any motherfucker that argues he's not the best Jason. Period. Yeah. Well, I don't want to fight, so he's the best. I'm a lover. Best, God damn it. <laughs> I love him too. Um, anyway, with this film, that's where it ends. He finally, like, there's a, a lake of fire. He pours gasoline all around him. Why? I don't know. Just because that sounds, that makes sense to do. Because it looks really fucking It does cool. look really cool, actually. On, on, on film, actually, it looks really cool. Um, but like a serious hazard to your own life is all I'm saying. You're in a wooden boat and you're lighting the lake on fire. Maybe think twice before doing that. Um, and what was that to contain Jason within the circle or to try to yeah, herd him into the non fire zone? I don't, I never understood that. Yeah. I don't get it either. Cause it's like, he's underwater. That fire is not going to fuck with him. <laughs> you're the only one that gets fucking burnt. <laughs> <laughs> in this situation you dumbass tommy okay anyway jason does get on fire as he comes out of the water magically he must have some of that gasoline on his shirt and then uh, like collapses the boat goes down and he's just like being pulled down by the rocks after a few attempts of getting that lasso around his neck tommy finally does it he escapes at some point the girl thinks i'm going to swim out there and save tommy because again Good choice. And so she swims out there and like saves him, but then Jason can still reach her foot because apparently that's a very shallow lake. I mean, it is. Or it's a really long chain. One of the two. And he's like grabbing her. Doesn't make any sense at all. Like he would have been way fucking deep in that lake at that point. I mean, they really weren't out that far. I mean, that's only just a little bit further than, you know, where Jason's head was still above water. Okay. So, I mean, it's... So, no it's, to all future it's murders. Plausible. It, it, it's a very... It's, it's extremely long, gradual slope. Yeah. Um, check the slope. elevation maps at your local library. Find out the deepest part of the lake. And then put your ring of fire there. Just, that just, <laughs> just makes sense. But he was in a pinch. That, that's, that's true. That was the problem. I was trying to act quick. Save the kids. Anyway, the kids come running out. They fucking swim out of the the lake and then everyone's happy and life is good and jason is dead and the film is over so <laughs> this is the magic of this particular film the thing is is there was a very like when you were watching the the original birth of jason from death it was very much universal horror it was that that sort of frankensteinian uh, uh, uh spark of life that I really actually enjoyed watching. Like it was stupid and cheesy, but it, it was so much better than some of the other films preceding it that I didn't really mind it. And the teenagers were stupid and cliche, but not as bad as some of the films preceding it. It really wasn't a terrible film. No, it's, it's definitely not the worst in the franchise. Yeah. Three is the worst. If you need to know, in my opinion. 
Three is horrendous. I love three. Horrendous. You love three? I love three. How do you possibly love three? That's where he gets his fucking mask. Oh, it's the worst of the <laughs> worst so of the awesome. worst. I hate it so much. That's only because you haven't seen the fucking Jason <laughs> Takes Manhattan. It's true. It's true. Like I may change my mind. That one, <laughs> it's, it's fun. Okay. It's really fun. I'll just see it and I'll report back. <laughs> Vizier likes three too, so at least two people have terrible taste. That's good. That's good. <laughs> you can you have a special place in hell for those who love uh, ha Halloween three and Nightmare you or uh, Friday the Thirteenth three. Dirty horror man. <laughs> that is one of the great movies no. of the eighties. <laughs> it would have fucking killed if it yeah. would have just been called season of the witch yeah i agree if it had I totally been agree. halloween three yep. season of the witch everybody would have fucking loved it probably probably <sighs> oh shut up Vasuri. now he's just filleting you he says he loves halloween three it's Something it's my fundamentally favorite wrong of the with both of you you need to look in the like, mirror fucking love it i mean Carpet, like, like the choices, original people original cart like halloween that's you don't compare that to anything that's there. That's what started it. All right. All right. That aside, yeah, fucking Halloween three is my favorite. <laughs> what? Dead serious. Your favorite? My favorite nope, of the no, Halloween. Nope, nope. I can't. And I've got that. a tattoo. I'm taking this of fucking five. cookie back. Or sorry, yeah, five. Oh my yeah. gosh. All right. Let's let's like just Blockbuster focus on this. knew me as the Halloween three kid because I would rent that almost every fucking time I walked in there. Oh really? Yeah. Either that or monkey shots. It's just rough. Okay. Well, um, that's all that I have to talk about on this film. I don't like. It's just it's an it's a Friday Thirteenth film. You know. It's yeah, it's fun. Great it's, you fucking know, deaths. I I really enjoy them. Um, I thought it was it it went from like super universal horror to insanely campy with this this like um, honey I shrunk the kids vibe with that paintball scene absolutely which was really weird uh yeah. i can't remember that that actor's name though for the life of me i i called it out while i was watching it but um uh he did ghostbusters honey strung the kids little shop of horrors that's not rick moranis rick moranis yeah it's not rick moranis yeah, no i know it's not him oh his, his okay. type of a role the, the yeah, goofy yeah, nerdy yeah. guy running around with the paintball gun like that was his role. He should have been socks. Yeah, that was totally Rick Moranis yeah. all the way, even though it wasn't Rick Moranis. Um, so it went from that super campy, weird moment to this really weird, self-aware horror film scene that should have been in like a, you know, ten years later in a scream film with the VW kill. Then like goes back to traditional Friday the Thirteenth vibe, and then jumps to the Fast and the Furious <laughs> with like vehicle deaths. And then goes back to traditional Friday the 13th. This is a weird film. It is definitely a but total roller For whatever coaster. reason, I think it might have worked. It did. It's it's one. It's not my favorite, but I, this one that I watch every year. Yeah. Usually it's around Halloween, but yeah, it's it's mandatory watching. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so let's talk ratings, shall we? All right. So I will give it two and a half. I'm going to echo that sentiment with uh, two and a half banana -y stars. Banana stars? Stickers. Banana stickers. stickers. They're stickers. They're not stars. They're stickers. They're bananas. Um, yeah, so uh, watch it. Yeah, it's 
it's fucking Friday the Thirteenth. It's pretty cool. You have. It's to one of the better ones. Of period. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of those franchises. Like, I have yet to see every single Halloween because it just gets really sort of dead after three. When you go back to Michael Myers, and it's just like blah really? blah blah blah. In you my don't opinion, like four. I don't. Huh. Um, but again, I haven't seen all of them. I just I, I saw bits of four. I've seen bits of five, and then I, I saw H two O. But I'm just not a big later Halloween, uh, early Halloween, one and two for me. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street, I see all of them. Friday the 13th, you gotta see all of them. Hellraisers, it gets hard to see them all. I haven't seen them all. (laughs) It gets really tough. It gets really tough. When they switch out Doug Bradley with, like, weirdos, Pinhead takes some dark turns. (laughs) (laughs) Some real dark turns. That's why I haven't watched it, because it's like, don't bring back the character if it's not gonna be the fucking character. Although, yeah. on the other side of that coin, I fucking love the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. Or, like, the, the reimagining. Well, what about the reimagining of Friday the 13th? Did the first like time, that? I didn't like it, because it's like, why does Jason grow and sell weed? But, yeah, I, no, I, I after I got past that, I fucking loved it, because it was a, really it was a different it. take on the character. Yeah. Plus, um, fucking um, Derek Mears, fucking badass. I, I I thought it was great. I really enjoyed yeah. it a lot. Um, so you know, there's a lot of horror franchises that you don't necessarily need to see all of them. Uh, I do kind of feel like this one, you know, coming from a hypocrite because I haven't seen everything past eight. Um, Have you seen Freddy vs. Jason? Of course, I okay. own that one. I'm not a monster. <laughs> like I you mean, have to anything with Freddy. I've seen like anything. I can't help it. See, and that's funny because there's a lot of uh, schools of thought where nobody considers that a part of the, the canon of either franchise. And I think that's I will, fucking wrong. I will make a ring of fire in a lake and drown them. I will help. <laughs> Anyone! Help. I love Freddy vs. Jason. It it's was exactly fun. what it was supposed to be. It's fucking fun. I just wish we would have got Freddy vs. Jason for, uh, versus Ash like we were supposed to. That would be so bomb! And amazing. God damn it, that would be badass. Uh, I feel like th- now is the time, too, because if fucking, if he gets too old, it's going to be a Bubba Hotep 2 versus Jason versus Freddy. He refuses to do that. Bullshit. It just doesn't make any sense at all. But, alright. Yeah, so the fucking cool thing is completely not related to Friday the 13th is the sequel to Bubba Hotep was mm-hmm. going to be Bubba Nosferatu. It would have been awesome. Right? Awesome. Fucking Bruce Campbell. We got to do Bubba Hotep. We got to do a live show. I've been waiting to do your your horror film things, but then the fucking virus killed the world, and then now we're because yeah, that to... was supposed to be next. Damn it! That'll be the next that commentary. All right. Oh, that's a good idea. I like that. Let's do that. Yeah, that's a good one. God damn, that's Fuck good. Yes, it is. Um, yes. Okay. So, any anything else you wanted to touch on for uh, Nightmare on the Street? Fuck me. Friday the Thirteenth yeah. Six. Jason lives. <laughs> um. No. Not really. Just what? Even if you don't like it, stick around for the one-liners. Like, there's mm-hmm. some fucking good ones. Yeah, I'm gonna. So bad. I'm gonna make you wear your your balls for earrings. Dude, what does that even on, mean? <laughs> yeah, there's just so many strange one-liners, just out of nowhere. Yeah. And I'm watching a, a an '80s horror co- uh, documentary on Shutter right now, and. It, like another film referenced that same line. So that was like a thing. Like that was multiple people 
thought ball, you, wearing your balls for earrings was like a thing. I'd never I mean, heard of it before. That my was life. always a threat for my grandma. She's going to beat our asses so bad we'd be wearing our balls as earrings. I just thought that was a thing. Are you being honest right now? I'm being 100% honest. <laughs> what? There's uh. a whole part of the human experience I've missed is the <laughs> yes. balls for earrings part. God damn it. I'm fucking, I'm living a sheltered life here, people. Or you're not, not being living. threatened enough. Yeah. And that's fine. Well, uh, that's enough for this episode, I think. Uh, <laughs> thank you all so much for joining. I mean, you would recommend this. We, we You have yeah, to watch it. Yeah. It's good. Absolutely. And if you only watch, like, one part of the uh, Friday the 13th franchise, it's got to be that Tommy three-story arc. Or at least the first and the third part. Because they're great. That's four uh, and six. Those are great episodes. I, I think five's okay. Like it, It's not horrible. It's it's a there's okay instead of at the lake. Yeah, I don't want to go to like a whole five exploration, but the biker gang in five, where you have the the white dude, the black dude, and the chick bikers, it's just not realistic. No, there's just <laughs> they they get their I'm asses sorry. in real life. That just it could never happen. There were some really kind of fun kills in in that one though. I really did enjoy that. The bar, the barn as a uh, like a murder set was a lot of fun. I thought it was really cool. But the bikers are just so shitty. It's like the worst fucking bikers ever. Yeah. <laughs> I need my bikers to be like big old fat gun toting hell's angels. That's my biker. That's what I need. I don't need the anorexic. Coke snort, even though the Hell's Angels did the Coke snorting fucking nerdy biker, like yeah. like Richard Pryor from Superman character in leather. <laughs> come on, come on, what are you doing, yeah. people? Please, you're not doing anyone a favor. <laughs> kills me. That biker's mom is awesome. Vishiri says, "I'm seriously questioning your your life, man." I'm not. But that's fucking awesome. <laughs> that and was so his, weird. His she was, was she cool. actively hated her son, talked yeah. shit to him the entire film, just like and, and just threatened him under her breath. Like she she vehemently hated that boy, and yeah. yet loved him with all of her heart. <laughs> that's called parenthood, and right? Apparently, she was a badass stew fucking making woman. Yes, she was. <laughs> Which was weird. All right, this is we gotta stick with six. That's it. Thank you all so much for joining us. I hope you had fun. Check the film out. Two and a half stars all around the house. Um, that's all I got. Until next time, people. Oh, there is. Uh, hail Jason and hail Satan. Hail Jason. Where's my button? There's my button. All right. So I don't know if we need to review. I've seen Manhattan. Holy fuck! Oh, that watch it someday. I don't know. Oh, I, just, God. I, don't, I haven't hated myself enough for two hours. <laughs> Yes. Two hours? Oh, it's not two hours. It's like an this hour is all just standard piece of shit, and it's great too because the majority of it is not in Manhattan. Really? It's there for like five fucking seconds. Yeah. Wait, where are they? On a fucking boat in Canada. I'm on a boat. Yeah, it's. Oh, it's it's.